Pros in the know start with Lowe's. Because at Lowe's, pros save big on the supplies they use most. Right now, save even more on select concrete mix. Now 30% off when you buy in bulk. Plus, save 5% on eligible purchases every day when you use your Lowe's business credit account. Stop by or visit Lowe'sforpros.com for details. So, pro, now that you know, start with Lowe's. Minimum purchase required. Selection varies by location. Credit offer subject to credit approval. Can't be combined with other credit offers. Exclusions apply. U.S. only. Blog Talk Radio. On tonight's episode of Confession Session, Mr. Sheriff David Clark, pretentious self himself, has retired without a backup plan. Is it true that Mel B is an alcoholic and a cokehead? And Serena Williams has a baby girl. What is do, hoo hoo? This your host, Angel Vandrina. And I'm your host, Jello Jello, and you are listening to the one and only Confession. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How are you doing on this Sunday afternoon? Do you have tomorrow off, Jen? No, I'm not off until Tuesday, and okay. I'm not doing good. This is not a good day for me, honestly. Um I'm really stressed out about this damn hurricane, and I'm just praying that this shit does not landfall on the East Coast, because if it does, oh, I really, Irma? Yeah, I really don't know what I'm going to do. Like, you know, I'm not going to risk my life, but at the same time, it's like, damn, I may risk getting fired. Like, if I... Oh, you know, shit, are you fucking kidding me? I mean, I don't, I don't know, like, cause it's like if this, if the shit comes here and it's not that bad, then it's gonna look like I'm being dramatic because I, I already planned, I already even told them, I'm like, look, I'm not gonna stay if it, if it becomes like a state of emergency and the shit's like, and they're saying it's coming to North Carolina, I'm leaving and going to Wisconsin like Thursday, you know, and I'm not playing. Like, but I, I it's just the thing that sucks so bad is that even with uh, Texas with Hurricane Harvey, you know, they never even declared it a state of emergency. They just was like, oh, you know, we didn't want to alarm the citizens. And so many, and many people have died because because the government wasn't alarming the citizens. They thought that maybe it wasn't going to be as bad, bad as it is. And it's worse than bad. You know, it's horror. It's absolutely a devastation. So, you know, if you guys aren't hearing anything and then something do happen with Hurricane Irma and they come to, you know, Carolina and it's just a real bad situation, you know, obviously you don't want to put your life in danger, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then on I top of that, like, your job will be putting their employees in danger. Like, they, it, it could be flooded. It could be, like, like I'm just saying, a man, he was in his, um, his house was flooded and then his basement was a 10-foot alligator. Like, are you kidding me? You know what I'm saying? So, like, why would you even want to risk your employees' lives, you know, in a situation like this? Like, an alligator was in this man's home. Like, that's crazy as fuck. So, yeah. no. And on top of that, it's just a bunch of things. It's like, I can't afford to take off a word from one. And then it's like, okay. for two, it's just the fact of I don't have, like, um, Renters insurance, like my renters insurance had like ran out. And my ass being fucking lazy and fucking cheap, I didn't sign up for a new renters insurance. And I don't know if I do, like if it's effective immediately. I don't know if that shit uh, covers floods. And then it's like I heard it's like a bunch of stipulations with like flood insurance. And then um, 
like as far as like flood insurance, like it's like it takes thirty days for it to be like in effect, you know. So I'm just, ugh, I'm just so fucking stressed. Like I really hope, like this shit, like please, I really hope this shit does not come to like to the U.S. and just because this is a fucking wake up call. Like I swear, I won't be bullshitting. I'm getting like I'm getting. <laughs> I'm signed up for flood insurance and uh my fucking yeah it's like expensive it's really expensive uh, what is it called rent not rent um I keep saying rent assistance rental insurance like I'm getting that shit reinstated like tonight but yeah you should you just come just converse with them because you know we had we signed up for rent insurance when we first got our place and it covered things fun things like, like. I didn't know you have to do that shit every year. And then when they called me to, like, re-sign up for it, I was like, yeah, that's fine, I'll do it. And then I was at work when they had called me, and I did not call the ass back. And it's like a whole five, six months later, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. uh, I'm just... Yeah, just once again, like, give them a call, you know, because I know renter's insurance covers fun things, like if you break a laptop inside the house or, you know, something like that, somebody break burglarize your house. But I don't think it covers floods. So, you know, you may want to just look around and call and figure out. So when will you all get that information as far as if the hurricane may reach um, Riley? They're saying, like, I guess as far as, like, where the people watching it or whatever will know is tomorrow. Okay. Like, tomorrow will come into, like, the United States tonight. And if it's coming, like, I'm not, like, I'm not fucking playing. Like, I already told my job, like, I'm leaving, like, they say, like, you know, I'll work that shift, and then I'm fucking out, and I'm going back home, you know, until this shit dies down. Like, and I really don't want to lose my job, but, I like, my life is more important, you know. Yeah, and so. it should be. You know, it's just a real fucked up situation. So pray, pray for, you know, we've been consistently praying, but continue to pray. You know, and the thing that's even so messed up is we heard a little about Hurricane Harvey, but... You know, we didn't know it was going to be as crazy as it was. So it's just like, wow. You know, it's so sad. Um, continue to pray, everybody. Um, but before we get into these topics, make sure you guys check us out on Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, Tumblr, SoundCloud, and of course, the podcast from Blog Talk. And don't forget to like, comment, rate, and subscribe. Let us know what topics you like to hear from us and tag us in the drama. Before we get into the topics, Jenny, you want to hit them with that confession of the day? Absolutely. Do cute girls or guys get hated on more than the norm, or is it just better treatment? Again, do cute girls or guys, um, do they get hated on more than what is normal, or is it better treatment for them? Let's yes. get into those topics. So, oh, my goodness, guys, this college student, she accidentally received a million dollars of financial aid. She she was a college student. She was surprised to find a million dollars deposited into her account for financial aid. Um, instead of reporting the error to the school, she went on lavish shopping sprees, flew herself and her friends around the world on an expensive vacation, through surprise parties for her friends. Um, the school transferred the funds by accident, so when they realized their mistake, they froze her account and transferred the balance out. Now, the school is demanding she repay the money she spent. She's a college student from South Africa. She's an accountant student. She She's a black girl overall. Um, the Hair Alive reports that she started coming to class in designer outfits 
And once again, through her friends over the top parties, it was her new extravagant lifestyle that she ultimately raised suspicion and that led to another U.S. Uh, excuse me, U.S. WSU, excuse me, student, a learning school official. She bought an iPhone 7 and clothes for herself and each of her friends. One student told the outlet she suddenly appeared at lectures wearing designer clothes and she pimped her crew up and she pimped her crew of friends. Um, she, it was alleged that she spent about $60,000 and yes, she has been reported to pay it, to pay it back, but and she's 27, like I said. And I'm just so mad at her. Like, bitch, first of all, I don't need to know who sent you that money so I can sign up. And, <laughs> and second of all, I need to know why you so dumb at 27. How you going to tell your girl, is you crazy? How you going to let anybody know? Like, they would have right. never found out. <laughs> Man, let me be that right. blessed. <laughs> okay. No, I, feel, I, I feel the exact same way. Like, if my school was to randomly send me, like, a scholarship for a million dollars or financial aid for, like, a million dollars, I wouldn't say a fucking thing, even though I was going to get, like, 2500 Like, I would not say anything at all. And, like you said, I would be really low-key about it. You know, I wouldn't, you know, <laughs> I, I wouldn't change, like, my whole Low-key as fuck. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, it would just be whatever. But the thing mm-hmm. is, I, it's like, it is going to catch up with you, and it they is. are going to fix out, like, that you got sent this amount of money. So it's like, what do you do when that happens? You can't just drop out of school because then they'll come hunt you down and find you. So ultimately, I don't know. But damn. Ultimately, shit. <laughs> One thing, I mean, all she got to do is $60,000 in debt, bitch, file for bankruptcy. You know what I'm saying? Bow, you done, you set. <laughs> um, and I don't know how true that is because I do believe that you, if once you do file for bankruptcy, everything except your student loans get erased. So you may still have yeah. those student loans. Yes, you um, still have to pay them because, um, <laughs> like, what they what stops that is a lot of times doctors and like people with these like high salary careers. Obviously, to go to school for those high salary careers, like to be a doctor or a lawyer, that shit is expensive. Like, you know, it's common mm-hmm. to be like at least 80000 you know, 100000 in debt once you get out. So, I mean, they got hit to the game, you know. <laughs> you pop a bankruptcy, you're going to be making six figures. So, shit, you can't buy no house, but you're going to be breaking the fuck up. And She's just stupid. Like, I would have definitely not bought my friends and told my friends anything. She's 27. I'm about to be yeah. 27, okay? If I And I don't know what I would have done if I received a million dollars in my bank account, but I guarantee I probably would have had a check for $250,000 to take out of my damn account. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. that's bizarre because all of this happened in a two-month period. She flew her friends back and forth. Like, I would have been like, okay, I need to take this money out of my account because all they did was just transfer the money out. She, oh, I'm $250,000 in debt. Okay, bitch, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't even right. gave a damn. Like, okay, but I have all this cash though. Like, I have a brand new house paid for cash. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I would have been doing some smart shit. My husband, when he was talking about that, he said that what he would have did 
right away is got involved in like stocks and bonds and therefore by the time they would have found out like oh you know we had a million dollars he would have been like shit i got seven million dollars here get your million dollars back thanks for getting me on you know what i'm saying and it's really easy to get inside you know places or being a part of a company putting that money inside of a like it's really easy if you are able to get a chance to be so lucky to receive a million dollars but um the uh, the company responsible for issuing the, the uh, debit card to financial aid students, um, I think it's called Intelamin or uh, yeah, Intelamani. Um, they admitted to making the error. So yeah, it was crazy, and I'm sure it was really great for her. It was a great two months while it lasted, but dumbass, dumbass account student. And then I just want to add too, like whoever fucking told her, that's the weak ass shit. Like you a straight fucking hating, like you know you the white person. You know the, she pimped her and her friends out. So I'm just I'm, like who? When no one on black people said talk like that, like that shit was weak as fuck. Yeah. She pimped her. Yeah. She pimped up her crew. She pimped up her crew of friends. <laughs> No black person talk like that. that. I was like pimped up her crew of friends. Like cool. <laughs> what? I skipped like. <laughs> right, I was like, okay, <laughs> okay, whatever, weirdo. Well, yeah, that's crazy. But that is that is fucking crazy. Like, damn, damn, mm-hmm. damn. Mm. I wish you would have got some da- some damn better weave though. I seen the picture of her. She looked a damn mess. I'm like, girl, <laughs> you seven dollars got that whack ass weave in your head. Like, I know. Your hair was so late. Like, I cannot do. I know. Um, I was struggling with my wig today, and I was like, "Damn, shit! I can, I can deal with this." I'm looking at her, looking all crazy. This wig is okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Love and hip hop alumni Riley sat down for a brief but intimate interview with TMZ's Rack Rant. It was juicy from beginning to end. The reality star and stiletto experts spilled some exceptional lemony tea on all things Remy Ma, Nicki Minaj, and even dished on her recent wedding in Miami. Since time has a tendency to heal old wounds, she's learned to let go of old beef with ex-frenemies like Tahiri, other folks like Remy Ma, and Joe Budden, however, are still on her shit list. Um, She explains what what the hell a stiletto expert is. A common question Rock Ali gets is, what the hell is a stiletto expert? She explains that that's her job is to keep customers alive by connecting them with both high and low-end shoe designers from all over the world. It's not easy building a shoe empire, but someone's got to do it. A lot of times women think the only opinions are read, the only options, I'm sorry, are red bottoms and Giuseppe's, and that's it. There are a whole world of shoes out there. Those aren't the only designers. Um, and they asked her if she would ever be coming back to Love and Hip Hop, and she said, sorry, folks, as of now, Rye has no plans to return to the show. However, she left on her own accord and was not fired, despite rumors. She says, I was on since season three. It was a wonderful platform, but it was just time to move on. She then dressed the elephant in the room, which is Remy Ma. Uh, when Remy Ma and Nicki Minaj started going at each other on wax, Rod got a bunch of side eyes for cutting ties with her BFF and jumping on Team Nikki. She then drew a harder line in the sand by appearing in Nikki's No Frogs video. By the way she sees it, people have got it all twisted. She doesn't understand why Remy gets a pass for forming a new friendship with Yandy Smith, who is Rod's known enemy. Yet she can't be cool with Nikki, who is she's known for years. 
Everyone knows Yandy and I have a dislike for each other. Mimi and I got into an argument, and she started to hang out with my enemy. But she gets a pass, and uh, they asked her, will she ever pass things up with uh, Remy Ma? She says, nope. She said, no, we won't ever be friends again. Um, and then they also asked her about her appearing in the uh, No Frost video. And did she really tell Nikki about hooking up, I mean, about hooking Remy up with the plastic surgery? Plastic surgeon, I'm sorry. And um, the question got a little touchy. Although Rock confirmed that she didn't ask to be in the No Frost video, she sort of played the fifth where asked if she was the source of Nikki's plastic surgery jab. Um, she said, I'm not going to continue to talk about Remy. I do my interviews to talk about shit that I have going on. I'm not like her. I'm not going to get on the VMAs and say, Remy, what's good? I have my own things going on. <laughs> uh, Rock also confirmed her marriage, and she says um, there's a reason she doesn't share photos of her husband. She says Rock is uh, serious about her business and even more protective of her personal life. She uses social media strictly to promote her brand and doesn't feel the need to broadcast, broadcast her love life. And for the record, she did not walk down the aisle to Nikki's moment for life. And she said, why would I publicize my wedding? To prove to someone else that someone loves me? We know. I don't have anything to prove. I spoke to that. Um, and then also, um, she talked about where things stands with Joe Budden. She said, I saw Joe Budden in the club, and he apologized for disrespecting me at the reunion. She confirmed. Uh, he said everything I said about the hearing was true, but he had to ride with his friend at the time. Um However, his remorse didn't last long. She said, um, I don't forgive Joe because he disrespected me again just a couple of weeks ago. He's an example of people who do things to stay in the press. You weren't doing that when you thought it might get touchy in the club. And um, as for Tahiri, she says they have buried their beef. She said, I don't have problems with Tahiri. We're not friends, but I don't have any problems with her. It's unfortunate that things took a turn like that. When I look at it back years later, I realize it could have been avoided. Oh, yes. Yeah, well, she, I don't really like, first of all, <clears throat> what the hell is a stiletto, whatever the hell she calls herself. That's dumb. Um, <laughs> second of all, why, she just, she just, she th- she's an example of a fake friend because Ra, I mean, because um, Remy Ma, she became friends with Yandy before that whole situation came about. You know what I'm saying? She, I don't feel like she became friends with Yandy to spite, um, to spite Ogre. I think she became friends with her just because that's just what it was at the time. You know what I'm saying? So, and for Ra to get upset and do the most like that was crazy to me. And overall, she just, she's a, she's an example of what you call a fake ass bitch. I don't really fuck with Riley like that just because of how, how she switched, how she changed the whole people, how she just did everybody. That shit was bogus as fuck. So yeah. overall, you know, she deserves to get shitted on and everything that comes with it. And I just don't like her, period. I don't, and then like you, you shit on, you know, your friend, this is my, who you supposed to have, you know what I'm saying? Been with, who have loved, know about for a long time. You told all her secrets and shit to somebody else who, you know what I'm saying, was trying to diss her. Like, that's fake. I don't fuck with pretentious bitches, period. So, and I know, I think Jim likes Riley, but I like Remy Ma more. So, it's just like, whatever. It is what it is. So, Jim opinion may be different from mine, but, you know, <laughs> I just, I, I mean, think, we're yeah. on the same page. We're just, you know, I'm maybe on the 
the newer version. Uh, you, know how books get up, you know how books get updated with, like, a thesis <laughs> from a different author and shit like that. Maybe that's what, maybe that's what's going on. But, um, I, you know, I fuck with Riley. You know, cause I think Riley's sexy. Like, I mean, as far as, like, I think she's I so, like, beautiful. Like, she's so beautiful to me. Um, Not to me. But her personality, you know, um, yeah, she got beat up back. by Sky. She got beat up by Sky. She did. She what, did get beat the fuck up by Sky, and I was sad because I'm like, bitch, you talking about that shit? Like, some whip Sky ass? Is she fucking Molly watch you? Like, Molly watch you, and then you left without your wig. She was looking embarrassed. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, <clears throat> but as far as like her with her beef with um, Rima. I can't understand where she's coming from because at the end of the day, if you are my friend. You know, you're my best friend. I, I you can't I can't see you being comfortable with somebody you know I fucking hate and I fucking dislike. It's one thing to be cordial with them and to speak with them, but to be like you know, and, and they're castmates. So that's one thing if it's just like okay, yeah, they, they need to shoot together. Like you can't be stopping her bags. Because she know love and hip hop is fake. She she knows the whole mm-hmm. situation was not real. So it's like what is the problem with her? Like, yeah, she's gonna be my, my um bridal designer, blah blah blah. Like Bitch, you know none of this shit is real. Okay, so hold on. But it's like if y'all going to brunch, you know what I'm saying, kicking it off cameras and you know posting Instagram photos and shit like that, then I'm gonna feel some type of fucking way. And then one thing I don't like about I'm not Rima, Ma, but Rashida Ali as well is how she did run to Nicki Minaj and, and tell her that. I, I'm just trying to think with my best friends. Like if I fell out with you or if I fell out with Marcus, would I be running around telling? Especially y'all enemies shit about y'all, no. Uh, like, no, I you won't because I like, fuck no. shit out of you because I don't play those games. But, you know what I'm saying? But, like, in all honesty, it's just, like, to me, if you do some shit like that, y'all friendship was never real. Like, exactly. I could never see, like, just honestly just disrespecting you and talking shit about you, like, just because we didn't fell out and we not cool about right. this shit. Like, to me, that's just Especially if you want to... Especially if you want to try and rekindle that relationship. Clearly, Riley, oh. she didn't want to rekindle that relationship. She just didn't give a fuck, you know, and that's another thing that I'm saying. But my thing is, if Rashida knew, I mean, if uh, Remy Ma knew prior to Remy Ma being out of jail, whatever the case was, that Riley and Yandy, they did not get along, then she should not have befriended her. And I'm not trying to say that certain people can't be friends with certain people because somebody likes somebody else. But, you know, my friends should not be, you know, your fr- my enemy should not be your homie. Because yeah. what females I mean, do, I- your males, anybody, they talk shit, they talk about each other, and you might catch a bitch on the wrong day and you will sit up there talking with my enemy about some shit that I haven't told you about because you mad at me about something petty. And now my enemy is coming back to me saying this shit and now I'm about to beat your ass. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I just feel like that's just too close. So, I can understand. If you don't fuck with somebody, mm-hmm. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know that bitch like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, we never had no issues. I don't really fuck with them. If you want to make that motherfucker your friend, then fine. But if if it's like you real life, you know I don't like this motherfucker, and you trying to kick it with this motherfucker, like, uh-uh. No. We don't do that. We don't, we don't do that. And, I, and I'm not saying you got to be mad as me and fucking roll your eyes and having an attitude. You can still be nice and be cordial. That's it. Like, that's the fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Speak because you speaking to the ass. But have some fucking loyalty. I agree. 
Loyalty. That's what it is. Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. You heard that new song called okay. Loyalty? <laughs> okay. Um, speaking of pretentious people, loyalty, um, fake motherfuckers, um, anything that I can say that represents a coon-ass fake bitch, Sheriff David Coon Clark, Milwaukee County Sheriff David Clark resigns. Now, he is, as they call popular, I think he's more like not, but um, David Clark, he was the new Fox News com- uh, commentator. He's resigned from his position as sheriff of Milwaukee County in Wisconsin, and this was announced on Thursday. Um, the county clerk, uh, George Christensen, uh, said that he received a resignation from Clark, but offered no other comments on this matter. Clark had announced that he was going um, to accept an invitation from President Trump to join the administration <laughs> as part of the Department of Homeland Security, but there was no official offer <laughs> from the department at that time. Later, he rescinded his acceptance. <laughs> this is just so funny to me, you guys. After a damaging report from CNN accused him of plagiarizing parts of his master's thesis. Like, how you going to plagiarize your master's thesis at postgraduate Naval, uh, Naval Academy? David Clark, he denied the accusations and accused CNN um who uncovered the evidence for the plagiarism claim of electronic terrorism? Um, Jean, what does Clark, Coon Clark resignation mean for Milwaukee? And how salty was he when he resigned without receiving a position from the president administration first? <laughs> um, I think his resignation is a good thing, and it also is showing that whatever he has done is some serious shit. What I was reading mm-hmm. is that he's under, like, um, not indictment, but he's he's like under some kind of like I don't know if it's lawsuit or or he's going to trial or what. But basically, under Sheriff Clark, four people died. Four black people have died wow. in prison due to like negligence. <laughs> Even though he is a black man, he's just not a good person overall. Like he is part of that alt right like. Them super ultra conservative racist motherfuckers they fuck with his black ass. Like, you know mm-hmm. But to me, David Clark is whack as fuck. Like he definitely shucks and fucking jives, and he's proof of people who believe <laughs> that they're bad. Like you know what I'm saying? He's one of those people that believe you know I'm a police officer. Me being a police officer is above me being a black man. I get you know views whenever I get pulled over. <laughs> All I have to do is say I'm a cop, no matter, you know, what race I am, then all shit is going to get handled. And I understand, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, that, and they do fight for each other and they do cover for each other, but at the same time, it's like you have to respect where you come from mm-hmm. and who your, who your daddy is and where you've been around. Like, I can't, I mean, I don't know his, his background, his history, but I'm sure he wasn't adopted and raised around all white people. So it's like where did this whole mentality even come from, but it's just good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Hopefully, you know what I'm saying. And that's why I said with y'all local elections. I don't know if you can if you can vote for police chiefs though. But as far as <laughs> you know, what I'm saying like smaller roles in in each city. We have to really pay attention to and and figure out you know the kind of people that we are getting into certain offices, but. 
David Clark, he's he's not a good person. He is very, very, very his views are very fucked up, like seriously. And I didn't know for a long time that that motherfucker was like from Milwaukee County up until yeah. like two years ago. And I was like, wow, this evil motherfucker like this whole time, like he's from like where I'm from, like mm-hmm. disgusting. That's why I'm like, <laughs> disgusting. I, I, disgusting. Gross. Like we are not progressive. Like as much as I thought we were, you know, when I first came down here and I was like, wow, like racism is alive and well. No, racism mm-hmm. is in your face when you're in the South. And people let you know if they don't like black people. Mm-hmm. But, uh, where we're from, people will smile. They'll be nice and ha, ha, ha. But they'll never invite you to anything. They're going every five minutes. Everything's about a fucking race. Well, you know what I'm saying? And you will not get promoted. They do that shit behind closed fucking doors when they don't fuck with, with, with they don't fuck with your kind. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't realize, like, where we from, you know, thinking about it, segregated Milwaukee is. Like, it's normal. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember, and I was, I was telling my boyfriend that. I was like, you know, I thought that because I lived in a mostly white neighborhood, you know what I'm saying, my dad lived in a mostly white neighborhood, does that mean that we did better? You know what I'm saying? Down here, no, it's not like that. Like, you can live in a neighborhood where it's all black people and they're all successful. You can live in a neighborhood where it's all white people and it's the exact fucking opposite. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. Crazy. I agree. I think that Sheriff Clark thought that he was about to get ready and, you know, be on by uh, Dr. Trump. Um, Donald Trump's administration team. He's going to be part of, you know, Homeland Security. He was about to, you know, try and be making a little bit more money, and he sent in a resignation, thought that everything was going to get popping, and then they found this paper of him plagiarizing. Well, he know damn well he plagiarized. We know you plagiarized because you're a plagiarizing ass fool, a pretentious ass code. We know the deal. And so, uh, <laughs> And he was denied, you know what I'm saying, the position, and then tried to deny the accusations, and now he retired, you know, you can already resign. Like, don't be trying to sit up there and get your job back. It's been, there's plenty of people that have been wanting a job, you know what I'm saying? Plenty of people who aren't cones, who won't sit up there and pretend like they like you in your face, just will tell you straight up, fuck you, bitch, I don't like black folks. You know what I'm saying? Not somebody that's fake as fuck. So whatever the case is, you know, he needs to go sit down somewhere, live his old lonely life, and just peacefully pass away. No, no, no. Okay, let me stop. He just needs to go and do something else in his life. And he needs to leave Milwaukee alone. Leave us alone, Coon Clark. <laughs> if I ever think that's what I'm calling. I'm going to say, what up, Coon Clark? Coon Clark. <laughs> what up? <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be like, I am still a sheriff. He's gonna shoot me and shit. That is not cute. Mm-mm. I'm gonna live though. I'm gonna live. In new court documents, uh, Mel B's estranged husband, Stephen uh, Belafonte, reveals her, her cocaine and alcohol addiction. He says he's worried about her ability. ability why can I not fucking talk today? To I take care of his child and stepdaughter while battling her addiction. The biggest reason for my concern with respect 
to the safety of the children was due to petitioners having habitual and consistent addition to abuse of cocaine and alcohol. To make matters worse, my fear for the children's safety was amplified due to the fact that petitioner had fired the children's nanny who had been in the children's lives since 2010. I do not want petitioner using drugs and drinking around the children, especially without anyone else present to care for the children. According to Stephen, Mel's kids, the nanny, and her own therapist have noticed that drugs and booze have been a major issue in her life for years. Text messages from her therapist to Stephen revealed Mel had been taking a shot called Babitrol every 30 days and a medicine card used to help her kick her habits. Today, she will receive her Babitrol shot and will do so every 30 days. She will begin a daily dose of antabuse to continue indefinitely. She will have a hair test on a regular basis, not to exceed more than 60 days between each test. She will also have random drug testing on a weekly basis. Wow. I'm not really surprised, though, because we have been talking. Mel B has been one of the topics of conversations that me and you personally talked about for a while now. And, you know, when we first started talking about her, we were talking about how she's been dead and how she went through, like, all of this money in no time, how she's, like, almost broke. And this will explain why she's broke. She does have a drug and alcohol problem. Um, you know, and it's just bizarre. She definitely needs to get help for herself. Um, it's a bad situation. And I just, I hate when I hear about kids being at home where there's, you know, a parent that cannot function that's alcoholic and a, a cocaine and they just can't function, you know what I'm saying? And they're, they're supposed to be in charge of these babies and taking care of these kids. That's, that's really scary to me. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like if, you know, Stephen Belafonte, he's not just saying that to get help, but with all this additional information, this backup information, she may be to get her shit together. You know what I'm saying? Don't go through that little door. I hate when people be like going through depressions and shit because these are dumb shit. Like, oh, I'm not famous anymore. Like, that's dumb. That is dumb. We still know who you are, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm 20... I'm 26. I'll be 27 in a couple months. I know who you are. You're a spice. You know what I'm saying? Like, so get it together. And if you really feel that bad, do something meaningful in your life. You can still go to school. You can still get a, a position that's worth something to you. You can still do whatever the hell you want to do and not be drinking all the time and not be sniffing shit in your nose or, or, or piercing your arms and doing all the other kind of crazy stuff that, you know, cokeheads they do. It's just a sad situation. She needs some help, and I'm glad that she is going to this place to get detox because everybody is not as fortunate, rich, and lucky to go through this type of treatment. So I hope she takes it seriously, and uh, I hope she gets the help that she needs before she kills herself. You're right. You're right. I'm not surprised as well. I mean, it is Hollywood. I feel like it is overwhelmingly normal for, you know, the high-profile individuals to have different addictions or and stuff to cope with, you know, the massive amount of attention that they get, you know. Um, but the thing is, cocaine is real. Like, I don't understand how people still even try the shit. Like, I, I, like, I right. think it's so weird person just be like, yeah, I just tried it one time to see how I feel. But it's just like, 
have you not seen how it affects people in, in, in communities and how you hear about these motherfucking 50-year-olds out here who just drop dead because they're still on that shit? Yeah. Like, what are you And then I just think it's scary that the children have even witnessed it, you know, like they were saying. It's, it's troubling to me. But at the same time, it's just like, what was keeping you know, were you supporting it while y'all were in marriage and you could use Absolutely. her? Or were you Absolutely. Doing he, cocaine was. And- he was. He was. He was. And now, and now that he don't have the kids, now it's an issue. Now that you're not around, it's an issue. Now that you probably need a little bit more money, it's an issue. Like, you should have had, you know, a hold in the issue before it got as work as it did. And I firmly believe that either he introduced it to her or they started doing it together and maybe she got more, you know, outward and outrighteous with it more than he had. Or hell, they could be still on the same level. There may be days and times where he get fucked up and sniff some coke and drink a whole lot too. Like, but he's just he beat her to the punch in other words, you know what I'm saying? So I definitely believe that he's full blown into the drug. He need they both need to put the pipes down. Put the pipe down. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that's just sad, scary. But anyways, on to some positive news. Um, Serena Williams is not playing in the U.S. Open this year because she's making headlines for a very different reason than winning the match. This tennis legend and her fiancé, Riddick, co-founder of Alexis Ohan, is that it? Ohan, welcomed their first child into the world on Friday, according to the reports. Chris Shepard, a senior producer at West Palm Beach, WPBF, first broke the news on Twitter saying that Serena Williams gave birth to their baby girl weighing 6 pounds, 13 ounces. Additionally, Laura Wagner of Dead Spin tweeted that before her match at the U.S. Open, Venus Williams confirmed her sister had given birth to a baby girl. Beyonce even took to Instagram to congratulate her friend on the birth with a beautiful photo of Serena Williams pregnant um, and just looking strong as fuck, like she a beat your ass with that baby in her stomach, and it says, congratulations, Serena, and it's so crazy to me, um, I'm looking at the photo right now of Serena Williams, as she's pregnant, and she just looks so buff in the face, and like so buff in the arms, and just buff as fuck, like usually when females, they get pregnant, like they nose spread or anything, like she is not spreaded, like she just buff as fuck, but a lot of people, they are still making so many jokes, about Serena Williams. They're saying, you know, Serena Williams is in labor on Labor Day weekend because she's because she's Serena Williams. And then another person said, only Serena Williams will go on labor going to labor on Labor Day weekend while simultaneously simultaneously upstage in tennis day. So so many people they have so much to say. And in other words they're saying that she's a diva for going to labor on Labor Day weekend. <laughs> How did you feel about the wonderful news, her beautiful pics, and her six-pound, 13-ounce baby girl? Oh, I'm so happy for her. I mean, she is, you know, I was listening to, I'm always talking about different podcasts, but I was listening to the night before I had got home, and for some reason they have brought up Serena Williams, and I, like, they were saying, like, she is, like, the biggest athlete and the most influential and also, just the, the most talented athlete I think we've ever that we will have in our lifetime, and I agree. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just so cool to see someone so humble and powerful. 
Latino and proud, you know, just move on with her life and get married, and, you know, she's having a child, mm-hmm. and rich as fuck, and, you know, I'm happy <laughs> for her and her family. Mm-hmm. I think so. I really Me do. Too. I really do. Me too. My son was six pounds, seven ounces, so her baby girl was super tabby bigger than my baby boy was. Um, but he's about to be five in, in like two weeks. So he's not a newborn, but I am extremely happy for her. I feel like that's a healthy size baby. Um, and this is just beautiful. Um, actually, somebody at my job recently had a baby, and his baby was 10 pounds, like 13 ounces. It was disgusting. I was like, your baby is, you're not going to be able to fill your wife's walls. I'm sorry. Like, that baby is so big that you probably won't ever have sex again normally. <laughs> but I'm just kidding. But, I mean, whatever. Ten pound baby, ten pounds, ten pounds coming out that vagina hole, that's insane. I'm sorry. That's, and I had a C-section, so I was just like, mm-hmm. But um, happy for Serena. Congratulations. Can't wait to see photos of her little um, precious daughter. I'm sure she's going to be gorgeous. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. When the world was dragging megachurch pastor Joe Osteen for shutting his oh, doors God. to victims, Tyler Perry is one of the few who came to his defense. Joe said the church was flooded, so it was unable to be a shelter for thousands of Houston residents who lost their homes. People later went to church, took videos to show there wasn't any flooding in sight. Um, in a Facebook video, Tyler says he spoke to Joe personally and he blames the entire ordeal on safety concerns. I know that there's been some controversy about Joe and him not opening doors of the church. Let me tell you something. Joe and Victoria are amazing people. There is no way they will lock people out of the church and not let people in for shelter. There were some safety concerns. I spoke to them on the phone, and it all made perfect sense to me. So before you just run and judge somebody really quick, you need to know the whole circumstances. Tyler then donated $1 million to flood relief charities with 250000 of it going to Joel's um, Lakewood Church. Okay. I'm just – maybe Tyler Perry got a crush on Joel Osteen. I don't know what the deal is, but this is dumb. Um, if that was the case, then Joel Osteen needs to let people know what the issue is by you sitting up there hiding and you know pretending like whatever the case is we don't know you need to let these people know because we sitting up here thinking oh my god we see these photos of your church that's not flooded you up there talking about you know this is this is these safety hazards are going on and then Tyler Perry he's so bitch made like you sitting up there and you I spoke with him personally on the phone I don't give a fuck. Like, what does that have to do with anything? You could speak with anybody on the phone. You know what I'm saying? And they can tell you anything. Did you guys FaceTime? Did you guys, you know, were you on the iPhones chit-chatting? Like, how did, what did you see that made you feel like everything made perfect sense? Perfect sense because I want to know. Because I still think that Joel Osteen is a bitch, you know what I'm saying, for not letting people into his 16,000 mega seat church. So I need to know what the hell is going on. And I'm sure I'm not the only person. There are thousands of others in need. I'm sure he can put some people in top, up, uh, in seats up top, 
You know what I'm saying? People can have their own goddamn sections in that stadium he calls a church. But you know when one thing is, when the water clears and everything goes about, he going to feel this. He going to feel this shit for real. He going to feel it every last single Sunday when nobody's donating. But Tyler Perry and set up there and donated $250,000 to him. He going to be set for a while. But just like that money come, it's going to go. And he's going to feel this. Next year around this time, I wouldn't be surprised if his shirt shut down because people are not going to be supporting somebody who wouldn't support them, period. I 100,050 million. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's all bullshit. Tyler Perry can say whatever you can have the conversation about, whatever, but clearly, even if the the basement was flooded and you were concerned or whatever, like, nigga, your church is a fucking arena. It holds right. 16 people at the fucking least. Like, I'm sure there's some faith in that fucking arena stadium that you call a church mm-hmm. you know, house people until shit blow over. I wasn't trying to hear it. You know what I'm saying? And it was it was exactly. um, I know they were saying the thing about um, where the area that it was in was flooded and people couldn't get to that. But then once it came out that that wasn't the case then automatically you should have should have just been like yeah, we'll take whatever, we'll do whatever until we can find a better situation or better shelter for the community of Houston or wherever he's at. Exactly. Um, but in my opinion, I think it's all bullshit. He was trying to send, he was trying to send motherfuckers to shelters and not come to the church. So that goes to show you. But Tyler Perry can stand up for his rich friends if he wants to because, again, right. he's part of the you know what I'm saying? So they they move by different rules, race or not. You know, you're trying to trying to stay rich. You're only trying to fuck with rich people. So of course you want to have a rich Christian because that's what you are. You're gonna have their back, and you know what I'm saying whatever. But I I'm not here. For, I'm not here for. I love Tyler. You know, I know he gets a lot of shit for what he does. But I mean, he's definitely made his mark, and he's done a lot. You know what I'm saying? And I appreciate seeing black people get get they just do, but. I'm not agreeing with that bullshit. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, am sorry. I agree. I agree. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got nope. time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. No. But uh, <laughs> definitely, nobody seriously has time for that. And so we're going to move on into our confession of the day. Um, do cute girls and guys get hated on more than the norm or just better treat? So, Jen, did you want me to answer or did you want to answer? Because you're a cute guy. So, you know, do you feel like you get treated better than ugly? Or not to even say ugly, but, you know, maybe a person that's not as attractive as you? Or did you want me to go answer this question? How did you want to play this game? You can answer first. Okay. I feel like it depends on where you are and what situation you're in. I feel like in general, yes, um, when you are attractive, you do get treated better. You get treated better in person. Um, You get treated better at the stores. You get better treatment at jobs. You're more likely to get a position, um, especially if you are educated and pretty um, you're more likely to get a position versus somebody who is educated and not as attractive. 
Um, I feel like, and that's unfortunate, but it's it's true, especially when it comes down to women. Um, I feel like when you do other girls hate on you more, it's a possibility, um, you know, but I feel like if they don't hate on you, then they're more, it depends, once again, like when I worked at, uh, I worked at like the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel before, and I'm, you know, I'm a pretty attractive girl, and more, nobody really hated on me. I feel like everybody just kind of clung to me. Everybody wanted to talk to me and, you know, be around me. And I'm just a real people person. So, you know, people, they look at me and they automatically think I'm stuck up, but then I'll speak to them or I might compliment, you know, something like, oh, that's a nice shirt you got on or that's a nice necklace. And they just automatically just, you know, just be like, oh, girl, isn't that that another? You know what I'm saying? So, but um, even when I was really, really small and I was, um, I started going back to college and, you know, versus the girls not liking me, um, most of the chicks, they just, like, I had a crew, I had a clique of chicks and we all just got along. We all just hung out. We was like, it was the bomb. Like, I just had a clique of bitches and we all had a good time. And most of the girls I'm still friends with. And when I first started school, this was back in like 2013. So, you know, I'm still friends with them now, like, you know, five, six years later. So, yeah, it's, it's what's up, you know. But, yeah, I do think that sometimes, majority of the time, when you're cute, you get treated better. And you do also get hated on by other women. But if you're a people person and not a snob, not a bitch, then you get good treatment. You don't get, um, you know, you get good treatment. You don't really get hated on. You just have girls, like, kind of clinging to you versus hating on you. So that's my opinion on this topic. What about you, Jen? Um, I think, it, like you said, it depends. Um I think as far as being attractive, it you do get noticed, but at the same time, I feel like you have to prove yourself more, if, if that makes sense. I feel like a lot of times people won't take you seriously until you, like, butt your ass. And, and even though you should, like, butt your ass and do what you need to do to get shit done, but I feel like a lot of times people – may look at you like as a joke or are so focused on your looks and don't really see how serious and how, how bad you really want certain things and how you are ready to do what ne- what do what needs to be done to make a change, so to speak, whatever. But um, as far as in normal everyday life, I think you will get noticed. I said no, this I'm being real ugly. But I mean I think like people are drawn to you but at the same time it's like <laughs> what you're saying to it it goes like I don't know how to explain it. I I feel like it's just if people are more critical. Like if you say something that can be took as like shady or mean, like people really think you're like an asshole or like a piece of shit or like a douchebag or a bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like a lot of times to be attractive you have to be Super nice. Like with me, I feel like, and not to say I'm just like the finest nigga, like, you know what I'm saying, in the world. But I, I feel like, smile, or if I'm not, in my opinion, if I don't act like, because I feel like when I'm at work, I feel like I'm fake. You know what I'm saying? If I don't be, act fake or like super professional, people think people think I have an attitude, or I'm like intimidating, or I'm not approachable. 
You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's something that you have to do, like, when you are – people find you attractive. Like, I was thinking about it's, – it's, it's another – it's another – it's a girl I work with who's, like, super pretty, like, she's gorgeous. And I feel like just by looking at her and if she didn't say anything, you'd be like, oh, this bitch probably stuck up. You know, I'm not to say bitch, but this woman's probably stuck up. She probably thinks she's better. And I feel like she probably feels like she has to be, like, super nice and always feeling the positive and not be – because people, like, will take whatever she says so hard and be so ready to bash by any little thing because of her looks, you know. So, I mean, it is a blessing. I think you do get into room easier. But at the same time, once you get in that room, you have to prove yourself extra hard, so – yeah, that made sense. I was talking in circles, but yeah. <laughs> well, I also agree with a, a, a statement that you said. I'm the type of person also that a person will be like, you know, damn, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you seem, you look mean. You look mean, like you don't play that, and I don't. And I carry myself in a sense because. I'm everywhere I go, typically, because of the type of positions I receive, the type of positions I'm blessed to get, I'm typically always the youngest person in my position. So when I go to a position, I need to carry myself like these other grown women, you know what I'm saying, that's, that's, you know, 20 and 30 years older than me, you know what I'm saying? So I go in there, and I don't play those games. I let them know right off the back I don't play that. You know what I'm saying? And I just keep it moving overall. And so, you know, but I'm also an attractive person. So I wear clothes that fit me right or nice outfits. Like I even remember one of my coworkers recently telling me, I've never seen you look bad. I've never seen you look, you know, not nice. You always look so nice. And I was like, well, thank you. You know what I'm saying? But in my head, I'm thinking, bitch, I came to work uh, several times looking like a damn mess with, you know, just cramping, period, feeling fat, you know, so shut the hell up. But, hey, you think I've always looked nice? Well, thank you, bitch. Well, thank you. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, yeah. But I always, everywhere I went, you know what I'm saying, even if the women didn't treat me nice, the men usually did. So I'm always, you know, and once again, you can be the biggest, biggest, chunkiest person in the world. If you have that personality and you're outspoken and you know how to dress, then you'll be good to go. You know what I'm saying? You can't be sitting up there wearing some tight-ass clothes thinking that people, they're going to respect you when you, you know, 320 pounds. You know what I'm saying? You need to dress appropriate and wear clothes that fit you, and you'll be good. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I do. I like to wear loose-fitted clothes and things like that, and that's what also makes me attractive. My work gear, how I present myself, my the way I talk and converse with these other individuals, how elegant, and also how knowledgeable I am when it comes down to typical and certain things. <laughs> But um, overall, yeah, it's just it's simple. <sighs> yes, guys, but that's pretty much it. Jen, is there anything that you wanted to add to the show before we end this mob tonight? No, pray that Hurricane Irma is not pray. coming this direction. Pray. Oh. Yes, we need to pray. Continue to pray that Hurricane Irma does not go anywhere near Riley, please. Anywhere in the U.S., like just stay over there in China or something. Please don't come over. I shouldn't even say that. Just don't go nowhere. Just be in the sky and then just drop out of nowhere. Just please. We want to keep our prayers up for that. But um, Jen, do you have a confession this evening? 
I don't have a confession, and I know you don't either, so it's just, you know. <laughs> well, don't don't sit up there and judge the pickle before you take a bite out of it, okay? <laughs> um, well, I'm just, my confession is that school started back for me today, and it's not fun. I'm in uh, a math class, statistics, and um, a history class, which is so frustrating, but the only thing that I am happy about is that when this course, when this term ends, that means that I will have less than one year left before I receive my bachelor's degree. Woo, woo. So that's pretty exciting. Um, and I know I'm super excited. I'm too geeked. And also, um, I'm out of school. I mean, I'm out of work also until Tuesday. So I am just super duper excited. And definitely going to enjoy my day off and my Labor Day with my mom and my stepdad tomorrow and my sister. And just looking forward to tonight and just another day off of work. So, guys, once again, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the show tonight. I am about to go ahead and get drunk. So, make sure you guys check us out on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, Tumblr, SoundCloud podcast from Blog Talk. This is Confession Session. Like us, right now. <laughs> like us, subscribe, <laughs> rate, and comment. Tag us in the drama, you guys. Love you so much. This is your host, Angel Vandrina. And I'm your host, Jenna. Hello, you are listening to the one and only Confession Session. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, monkey. I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. We've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates. Our exclusive Rate Shield approval. First, we lock your interest rate for up to 90 days. Then, if rates go up, your rate stays locked. But if rates go down, your rate drops. Either way, you win. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Racial approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply.